I tried the traditional medical system. I, I went to doctors for seven months when my son had a, a serious allergic reaction. His lips would puff up and swell and actually crack and bleed. And we didn't know what was going on. I went to, you know, for seven months, we went to probably three or four different doctors and no one could help me. They didn't know. And so finally I went to an alternative doctor and she started to give me more insight on his allergies. And during that time of going to an alternative doctor, uh, someone shared Robin O'Brien's TED Talk, Patriotism on a Plate, with me on social media. And then I found Genetic Roulette, which is by Jeffrey Smith, and learned that GMOs, genetically modified organisms, are foreign proteins. They're, they're not something that is normally found in nature, right? They've been genetically altered. Welcome to the Secrets of Success podcast. I'm your host, Dr. Ken Keyes. Well, one of the most important subjects for all of us that we can't deny is important is this whole concept of health and wellness. All of us will go through life and some of us will be healthier than others. But what would it mean if nearly everybody listening to the show could be healthier by the end of the show just by taking a few simple yet powerful steps and choices? Well, today's guest, Zen Honeycutt, has really made it her life of advocacy as far as some steps to change your lifestyle, change some choices so that you can be healthier. And this all came out of her three sons all being quite ill. Now, I don't want to wreck the interview by telling the story in advance, but she was able to reverse the situation that her kids were in through some choices. She's written a new book, Unstoppable, and she covers sort of the subtitle in the show. But Zen really does encourage us to take responsibility for our health and wellness. Now, on that, one of the things I want to encourage is that CRG has one of the most, I'll call it in-depth, personal assessments around stress that I've seen in the marketplace, and it's called the Stress Indicator and Health Planner. It has 120 questions that we ask you in five different categories around what are the things that are contributing to your stress and wellness levels in your life. And because we break it down into five different areas, it's very simple to address the area's concern because we actually have broken it down into bite-sized pieces, pardon the pun, so that you can take action steps so that you can increase your wellness and decrease your stress. And Here's the stats. I mean, 50% of the global workforce is highly stressed. And in some countries, much higher. And of course, it's an average. A few that are slightly lower. And so take responsibility. It doesn't matter if you're living on purpose, if you're sick and dead. <laughs> Pardon the pun. So think about that for yourself. Think about that for the people that you work for. And if you lead a company, then maybe that's something that you can do for everybody is get sort of a little health and wellness process going so that people can optimize their performance but also their fulfillment when you feel energized and alive thank you as always for listening uh, please share pass it on let other people know about it as you can and are able leave a positive comment on whatever platform you are listening on so here's our show with zen honeycutt Welcome to the Secrets of Success podcast. I'm your host, Dr. Ken Keyes. Well, each week, 
we cover different topics. And of course, our show is about helping you to be healthier, to be wiser around your success strategies in life and leadership, all these different points. And today we have somebody who's extremely passionate about our environment as it relates to our health. And so, and you'll learn more about this as we go through the show. Welcome, Zan Honeycutt. Zan, thank, welcome to the show. Thank you, Dr. Ken, and thank you to all your listeners. It's such an honor and a pleasure to be with all of you today. Thank you. Well, we're here to serve them, and I know that you are too, and we had just a little preamble before we got on, and I love your energy already. Now, before we get into sort of your background and your cause about really helping people to have healthy environments that lead to healthy food, how did you come to that first name? Was this your parents' fault? <laughs> yes. My brother's name is Dow, T-A-O, uh, pronounced Dow, and my sister's name is Chi, C-H-I, so we are, we are Dow, Zen, and Chi. My parents were married in the 60s, but they swear they weren't hippies. <laughs> <laughs> really? Okay, yeah. well, yeah, I'm not sure if I'm quite buying it, but uh, <laughs> yeah. there we go. So uh, have people had fun with that, with your name, or have you had fun with your own name, or does your kids say, hey, listen, just zen out, please? Yeah, well, actually, yeah, not my kids. My husband does once in a while. <laughs> but, uh, I, yeah, I love my name just because it's, it's unique, and, you know, I, I appreciate the reminder to, to chill out, to be more minimal, to get focused. And, uh, yeah, that's been fun. Okay, I'm glad that you um, have a sense of humor. Some people can get uptight so quickly these days, so we'll, we'll just go with that. Now, Zen, one of the things, I mean, you are an author of a book, and it, the first, the, the main part of it is called Unstoppable, but if you could just read out the subtitles so that everybody can hear it. Sure, it's called Unstoppable, Transforming Sickness and Struggle into Triumph, Empowerment, and a Celebration of Community. And it's out on Amazon right now in English, and it's also in Japan uh, right now, released in Japanese. Well, uh, and of course, my Japanese isn't quite as good as it used to be, meaning it was never good. So <laughs> I think I might get that in English as we go through it. So when we talk to our guests on Secrets of Success, Zen, and of course, your mandate, and we'll get to it for in, in the balance of the show when you're talking about controlling the environment and some of the, the chemicals that are out there and how it's affecting us and all those kinds of things that we can have responsibility and advocacy over. Uh, just a little bit of your journey about how did you get into this? Like what motivated you to even consider and be on this cause? I mean, you have literally nearly 100,000 followers on the different platforms. So this isn't something where you just showed up. You've obviously done some work to be able to get, get this going. So where'd this all start? Well, it all started because I love my children, like I'm sure most of your listeners do, or your family members, or yourself, and your own health. And I was struggling. My children had autism, allergies, autoimmune issues, asthma, and I did not know what was going on. And yet I knew there was something that wasn't quite right. It wasn't, and it wasn't just with my kids. There had to be something else going on. And I eventually figured out it was the food supply. And I learned about GMOs and toxins in the food supply and got involved. Now, keep in mind, this was not something I ever wanted to do. I never wanted to be an activist. I had no experience for being the director of a nonprofit. I did not know how to manage nationwide events. Uh, that was not something I ever imagined myself doing. My background was actually in fashion design uh, for seven years. And, well, it's and, very and, close to what you're doing now. <laughs> no, not at all. But it was in fashion design, and then I segued into natural wellness when I learned about parabens in lotions and 
and body washes and things like that. And I had a, a baby boy and I wanted to avoid those types of estrogenic chemicals. So I developed a whole natural wellness line called Zen's Purple Garden and doing lavender things. So I was an entrepreneur for seven years before I started this nonprofit. Um, but the reason why I started it was because I realized that it, it wasn't enough just for my family to eat organic and for my children to get better, which I'm, I'm sure I'll tell you more about later, um, because my son's future spouses were out there somewhere and I wanted them to be healthy and I wanted them to have the opportunity to have children it, should they want to. You know, it, it's an amazing experience to procreate and to have your own children. Mm. And I wanted them to be able to have that. So I was really thinking about the future. And when I asked myself the question, how could I raise awareness with as many people as possible, uh, as possible about GMOs and toxins in the food supply, I thought of 4th of July parades, joining into 4th of July parades. And uh, it, was a, it was a big success. Within four months of putting up our website and the event page, we had a reach on Facebook of over 300,000 a week. And we had over 179 groups of moms and families join into parades in 37 states for our first event. And since then, we've had over 600 uh, leaders post over 1,000 events on our website. And these are the ones that they've posted. They've, I'm sure there's many more that they've done, you know, just coffee in their house or mm. meet up with people at a park play date, things like that. And so I knew it had to be more than just a one-time event. I knew it had to be a nonprofit, and we needed to support people nationwide and around the world. Uh, we now have a Mothers Across the World group, and I'm heading out to Japan in a couple weeks now to, for my book tour and, you know, connecting with mothers all around the world because we, we are really struggling with our children's health around the world and our family's health. Mm -hmm. And the good side is we're also seeing our family and ourselves get better when we avoid GMOs and toxins and eat organic. And, and without our health, we have nothing else. We, we can't be successful at our careers, our, you know, our relationships, our entrepreneurial, you know, anything that we do unless we have good health. So I'm so glad that you're open to this topic and we're discussing this today. Well, it is. It's interesting. It is controversial. And I want to kind of get into it because I'm not afraid to go there. And listeners, you will do what you'll do because everybody has freedom of choice and we love that. Now, I mean, you're talking about it from a U.S. perspective, but this is a global reach. This is global impact. You're going to Japan. I'm in Canada. I have friends in Europe. So this is not, uh, we, in fact, we talked about this. I had our three-day certification and we have a wellness assessment. And one of the components, one of the person, uh, individuals at the meeting was from Europe. And he says, this is a topic that's there. But I just want to digress. So just for us, you are a mother of how many children? Three boys. They're 16, 14, and 11 now. Now, you were talking about autism and some health issues. Mm -hmm. Were you, when you started to really take responsibility, but also awareness of what was going on, were you able to help them in their conditions so that they would improve? Absolutely. So they had, one of them had life-threatening allergies. He almost died on Thanksgiving evening from a pecan in the stuffing. And uh, all of them had food, and food intolerances. Some had other severe allergies, up to about 22 different food intolerances and allergies. And one had autism symptoms, a sudden onset at eight years old. And uh, one of them also has a, a peanut allergy. But, and, and one had asthma symptoms at when he was exposed to uh, Roundup being sprayed around his school. So they all had health issues. And my husband and I never had these health issues. 
when we were younger. And when we went in the process of going, first we just went non-GMO because like many people we thought, oh, I can't afford organic, right? At least try to go non-GMO and look for that non-GMO project verified, which we have here okay, in the so, U.S. Uh, so you have so much passion and so I'm going to stop you for a second. Sure. What, what made you think about sort of the environment contributing to this? Because here's the reality, many parents, and by the way, I'm sure uh, dads are not excluded from your movement or parents, period, oh, oh, or yeah, grandparents, yeah. everybody, mm -hmm. like I'm in, right? Oh, yeah. Oh, okay. yeah. Our, our mission is to empower and educate mothers and others with actions and solutions to create healthy communities. So we have lots of mother. dads and students. And, yes. <laughs> <laughs> so that being said, I mean, a lot of people will look to traditional sort of um, medicine, if you may, to try to find an answer to these situations. And so, you know, here they have their puffer for their asthma or whatever. Mm -hmm. What was causing you to go and even look at the environment, because many people listening to the show, they're not stupid, but they've been misled that they're going to go through natural sort of, not natural, but go through the traditional medical system. What was causing you or generated you to kind of go in this different direction? What well, to be honest, I tried the traditional med medical system. I, I went to doctors for seven months when my son had a serious allergic reaction, his lips would puff up and swell and actually crack and bleed. And we didn't know what was going on. I went to, you know, for seven months, we went to probably three or four different doctors and no one could help me. They didn't know. And so finally I went to an alternative doctor and she started to give me more insight on his allergies. And during that time of going to an alternative doctor, uh, someone shared Robin O'Brien's TED Talk, Patriotism on a Plate, with me on social media. And then I found Genetic Roulette, which is by Jeffrey Smith, and learned that GMOs, genetically modified organisms, are foreign proteins. They're, they're not something that is normally found in nature, right? They've been genetically altered to either have the pesticide built right into the soy or the corn, so that when a bug eats it, its stomach explodes from the toxins that's inside of the plant, or it's been genetically engineered to withstand heavy spraying of, of herbicides like Roundup. They're called Roundup Ready. And Roundup is the weed killer that, you know, millions of people use in their backyards. Well, our food is being directly sprayed with that, and it doesn't wash off. And when I found that out, I was pretty pissed off, to be honest with you. I was like, wait a second. I thought you could just wash these things off and, and it would be fine, but that's not the case. And then beyond now, there's even more GMOs that are, I call them DT, desired trait. They're, they have desired traits like, you know, the Arctic apple won't uh, brown or the, or, well, it doesn't, it's not necessarily that it won't brown, but the browning is masked. And the potatoes, GMO potatoes, won't show that they're rotting. The browning is masked, right? It's, it, they mislead the public to believe that they won't brown, but what's actually happening is the ability to show the browning is not being, mm -hmm. um, you know, permitted anymore. So these GMOs are genetically altered with foreign proteins, and as a mother, I've got, you know, enough to worry about with sports and, and homework and doctor's appointments and social media and inappropriate things on the TV and all that, you know, I don't want to have to worry about genetic mutations because my children are eating foreign proteins, you know, and then you put, you put, you put toxic chemicals on top of that. And I'm like, wait a second, maybe this is why my kids are rashing out after practically every meal that, you know, that maybe it's these toxic chemicals or maybe it's these GMOs, either one, I want to avoid these. I want to eat organic as much as possible. So, so, so I did that and they went, they got completely better completely better. My, my son with his autism symptoms in six weeks 
we resolved his autism symptoms. We found out that he had glyphosate in his urine, which is in Roundup. And six weeks later, we tested him again after going completely organic and avoiding sugar and having sauerkraut, which is good probiotics. And he no longer had glyphosate in his, in his urine and his autism symptoms were gone. And my other sons with their allergy symptoms have completely dissipated. My sons have not been to a sick doctor visit in over three and a half years. And we wow. save probably 100000 or more a year because we don't have to spend money on autism symptom th- therapies and, you know, autoimmune and allergy doctor visits. So I have it that we can't afford to not eat organic. This is, <laughs> this is just the way we're going. For sure. Well, and then when you think about, you know, what's the impact for your kids and their life to have their health back, I mean, beyond your stress as a parent in the finances, it's just the the quality of life for these individuals is so much improved now oh yeah well they were resisting school they were complaining they were tired they they had trouble making friends you know that's their potential right there that that affects their entire ability in their future if they you know don't feel like they can connect with people and and be successful and have good relationships in school so that is all turned around now and they are so happy and they're you know most of them are making straight A's and you know it's just just a completely different um, Mm. way of living now yeah well it's interesting you know when we think about it uh, you know why aren't people doing this so that is actually the segue to a question to you you know before we get into some of this advocacy is Mm -hmm. you took it upon yourself to do it why aren't more people considering it? Yes, I know more are, but why are the majority still kind of down the other pathway? What, what, is, what have you learned being in this community and interacting with others about people who have these situations of health personally or for others in their family, and they don't even consider this as a potential option or issue? Well, the motto to our organization is Empowered Moms, Healthy Kids. And I chose that word empowered because I have it that once a human being, whether it's just a mom, you know, a mom or any human being is empowered, they can do anything and they'll set their mind to anything. And so for me, what is stopping most people is just the belief that they can't do something about this. And I remember feeling that way when my, when my son was eight years old and my eldest one and his mouth was rashing out, you know, it'd been seven months. He sat there and said, you know, really forlornly one day, you know, mom, I wish all my allergies would go away. And I said, me too, buddy. But in my head, I was thinking that's never going to happen. You know, that little voice. Mm -hmm. And it was, and I had evidence for that. It was because doctors had said that his allergies were going to get worse. But then I realized what that little voice in my head was saying. And I realized that that was resigned and doubtful. And that's not who I was committed to being. I'm committed to being courageous and creative and making a contribution in the world. That's what I've created for myself. And that wasn't in alignment saying, you know, that's never going to happen. So I thought, well, wait, what if, what if we could do something about this? What if we could make a difference in my son's health? What if, what if I was seeing him as small by just saying, thinking, you know, that's never going to happen. You know, even if I'm just saying that in my head, right? What if we could do something? So I asked him if he would like to have, a slice of pizza one day at a birthday party because I had thought of uh, my cousin that had done that. She'd avoided gluten for a year and then eventually she was able to eat some gluten now and then. And I said, would you like, to, would you like to be able to do that? He said, yes. And I said, well, then would you be my partner in your health? Would you drink green drinks, try alternative doctors, you know, do whatever it takes. 
And he said, yes. And I said, then I promise you, you will get better. So what it takes from my perspective is seeing that you're being resigned and doubtful, seeing that you're stopping yourself and then creating something new, creating that new future and saying, look, here's the future that we're living into. It's being able to have a slice of pizza at a birthday party or a piece of cake and, and being able to, you know, enjoy that to its fullest and being healthy. Right. And, so we created that together within four months. My son's allergies were dramatically reduced just by going GMO free. Within a year, we went completely organic when my other son had the autism symptoms, we went completely organic. And um, my son's allergies, all of them reduced. And that one eldest son, his nut allergy went from a 19 down to a 0.2. Now, does he want a slice of pizza or, bur or cake at a birthday party anymore? No, he doesn't even want it because he wants to take care of himself and his health. Now, do we make our own organic, you know, pizza and cake? Absolutely, right? And he enjoys that. But, uh, you know, we don't, we don't stop ourselves because of what we think could happen or might happen anymore. We think about what is that future that we're creating and we take actions in alignment with that. So I think most people don't take actions simply because they're not clear about what that future is that they really want to have and see that as possible. Now, this could be a very touchy subject, then, <laughs> and we'll, we'll see where it goes. But if we think about it, why is it that the medical profession don't get this? Uh, well, I think the medical profession is taught to use drugs and medications, They're, and they, are, they base their decisions based on you know, clinical trials, which are funded by the manufacturers which stand to benefit, you know, from the, the, the sales and the proceeds. And they're simply taught to give a drug to a kid, which I was, which is what I was told to, you know, put the cream on his face. And uh, it didn't, it didn't resolve the issue. It only treated a symptom in a, in a, in a really poor way as well. It hurt his face. You know, it didn't, didn't really, didn't really didn't help him very much. So what they're taught is just to, to give a drug for something which gives, profits to the pharmaceutical companies, but it does not resolve why it's happening in the first place. Which is the basis of functional medicine is looking at yeah. what is the root cause of the condition that I have. And as a nutritionist, uh, that is what we were taught to do. Now, let's back up just a second. So then you go down this pathway. Did you have people that were kind of, I don't want to use the word haters, but people who really said, who do you, you know, who do you think you are? Like what, what did the profession, like, did you take your kids back to your standard doctor afterwards and say uh, they are basically for the most part in remission or healed or whatever, because I've done this. Uh, did you take them there? And then if you did, what did they say? Well, that probably would have been a good thing to do. Um, one, well, one of the doctors that we continued to go to was an autism doctor. And when he found high levels of C. diff and, you know, gut dysbiosis in my son with the autism symptoms, and I, he did get better. He was very impressed, actually. Yes, I do remember that one particular doctor was very impressed. And he said that he had been telling his autism patients to only go dairy-free and gluten-free. He hadn't told them to go organic. So he said, I'm going to try that. And he was going to do that with his own son as well. But then he moved away. So I haven't heard from him if he's had continued mm -hmm. success uh, with that. But there's been many doctors since then that I've talked to 
Um, Dr. Michelle Perro, who wrote a book called What's Making Our Children Sick, for instance, um, I believe her statistics are something like 80% or something of her patients that go, go organic see a significant decrease in, you know, autism symptoms and behavioral issues and learning issues. Uh, it's, it's a really high percentage. So there, you know, doctors are getting this. There's the environmental health symposium that happens every year now. Um, huge amount of doctors and nutritionists and functional, functional medicine doctors get that avoiding environmental toxins like glyphosate is paramount. Like it's, it's, it's essential um, in order to make any headway in progress with a, with a child with learning or behavioral issues. It's very important. I agreed. You know, it's interesting, uh, you might or might not know, but they did a study not that long ago in Canada, and every single cereal had trace amounts of glyphosate. So yes, yeah. uh, there wasn't a single cereal that didn't have traceable amounts in it. Because if you think about Roundup Ready crops where they spray prior to harvesting, which for those of you that don't know, that's what they do, uh, that lingers on. And I was telling you before I got on the show, I used to sell Roundup as a rep in the 80s. <laughs> it's amazing. I was, told, I was always told, and in fact, I even argued this is that they said it was biodegradable and it wasn't even traceable elements after a certain period of time. So it had, had a, a life stage on it and it was gone. Yep, and that's what you're uh, told. of course that was completely false mm -hmm. uh, as part of it. We try to be as organic as possible here at home. We have our own little garden bed. So I'm with you on that. So for those people that are listening and we think about health and wellness globally, okay, everybody that's kind of paying attention uh, to this or listening to this at this time, what are you teaching in the book Unstoppable in terms of, you know, taking responsibility beyond what you've shared so far? Well, in the book, I, it really is a compilation of a community effort. There are doctors, scientists, lawyers, reporters, farmers that give input into uh, the, the creation of the book. And st my story, my personal story, and in having my children recover, creating Moms Across America, you know, embarking on this journey around the world, you know, honestly, Australia, New Zealand, China, Korea, Japan, um, many places in Europe, and, and connecting with people about the food supply and health. And in the book, I also touch on how to talk to your family and friends about GMOs and toxins, because for many people, that's the hardest area. You know, you really want to have your mom stop drinking Coke and eating Doritos and, you know, lose some weight so she doesn't have a heart attack. You know, like you, it's just challenging for many people to talk to their family members about this. So I have a whole chapter based on that. I have a whole chapter based on how to, you know, have a healthy family, some things you can do to detox. I'm not a, a doctor, but the, you know, I do mention different things that you, you steps you need to take in order to recover your family. And, um, and, and I go through quite a bit of the science as well. And it's all heavily sourced. Everything that I have to say about GMOs and glyphosate um, and other toxins is sourced in the book. And uh, people have really enjoyed the personal side of the stories as well. I, I, I explain um, a, a bit of, as you mentioned earlier, the haters, you know, the people who disagreed with what I had to say um, and were actually um, probably paid by Monsanto. That's come out in the Monsanto trials that they had hundreds of people that were, was, I think it was called Leave No Stone Unturned or something like that, to go after people like me who were critics of GMOs and glyphosate and uh, attack us and try to discredit us and all of that. And so we went through quite a few harrowing 
uh, experiences which I um, expose in the book and did not talk about when they were happening at the time because I didn't want to create drama. Um, but and there's, then there's of course the triumph and the celebration of community. There's there's a lot of great moments where people have recovered and have gotten better, and you get to hear all about their testimonies as well. Mm. Well, I think part, people can't deny your own personal story of your kids and the transformation that their health has had as a result of going back to something that's natural. You know, if I think about it, I mean, I grew up in a dairy farm, so that's again disclosure. Mm-hmm. And I've never had any issues with dairy, but I always drank raw milk. I never had any. I did too when I was a kid. With that, yep. everybody says, "Well, you have to have it pasteurized." Well, uh, even though my family continues the tradition, and all the governing bodies want it pasteurized, I actually think that that damages some of the enzymes in there f- to work with you. So, I digress. The show is about you, but when we think <laughs> about going forward and being responsible. I mean, obviously we can quietly go about and change our lifestyle without being uh, a target for haters. So if I am, if I am just a person listening and I want to improve my health beyond what you've said, what are, what are any other specifics that you can just encourage us to say, you know, change this, do this. You mentioned something subtly in the beginning of the show that some people maybe missed is you said, well, I stopped doing these creams on my kids. So it's easy to go go organic. Okay, so I get that. So we're going to go organic food. We're Mm -hmm. going to try to go real food as much as as possible. We're going to try to reduce, because processed foods, it's just, it can't be organic. It's pretty well, very difficult. It's all embedded. So what are some of the other toxins in our system that are contributing to our lack of health? Great. Yes. So, so number one, of course, is eating organic. And if you feel like you can't do that right away, I do want to address go organic with your grains first, your bread, your pasta, your oatmeal, your garbanzo beans, your beans, peas, and legumes, because those are the things that are most commonly sprayed with glyphosate as a drying agent. And then of course, if you want to avoid GMOs, the most important ones are corn, soy, sugar, canola, um, and, um, yes, and, um, sorry, uh, like vegetable oils, which contain different types of canola and uh, cottonseed oil and things like that. So you want to avoid GMOs and glyphosate as much as possible. And then you also want to make sure to avoid the chemicals that are in your home. You know, please, let's stop using things like, you know, Glade scent things and sprays and, um, you know, the, the neurotoxic uh, dryer sheets, you know, to fabric softeners in your laundry. Really? Um, fabric, so my sheets are somehow toxic? Absolutely. If you're using a fabric softener with a, those dryer sheets and the, and the detergents that they have, those are proven neurotoxins. So you really want to make sure to avoid toxic chemicals in your, your laundries, your, your shampoos, your body care, your lotions. The, there's parabens in most body care lotions that mimic estrogen. They can cause males to grow breasts and to, you know, just to so mess explain up Explain to the audience what parabens are um, then. They, they're chemicals that are, there's different types of parabens. They're methyl parabens, propyl parabens, and they're found in most body lotions and shampoos and conditioners that are not organic. And they mimic estrogen. And they've been found in boys that were exposed to high amounts of parabens for the boys to grow breasts. So you want to just be careful about avoiding parabens and estrogenic um, um, type chemicals as much as possible. And that also means reducing your exposure to plastic. Like if you have a habit of 
microwaving a meal that's in a plastic container every day, uh, you're probably exposing yourself to high levels of BPAs and different types of plastics in that that gets it leaches into the food. So I would switch to glass containers only and uh, non-toxic household cleaners, non-toxic detergents and shampoos and conditioners. And um, and I would also take steps to detox every day. And that could mean it's just something free, like taking a run and sweating, right? If you're sweating, you're detoxing out these chemicals every day. If you can afford a sauna or go to a gym with a sauna, that's even better. And um, doing things um, that detoxify, you can, there's many different things you can take. We have we have some on our health solution store, but whether you get them from us or not, it, things that contain like bentonite clay or activated uh, charcoal, or we have primary detox, which has Chinese herbs, which help your body to detox. I think that's something that everybody should be doing every single day is, is detoxing because we're all exposed to so many chemicals. Mm. And that will help you with, with uh, greater clarity, more energy. Um, it will reverse all types of, uh, you know, mental um, fatigue and, and, you know, memory issues. It, it really is important to do. Those are just a few of the things I'd recommend. Just a sidebar, there was a study done in, I forget if it was in Sweden or Dan- Denmark, I can't recall, but where I have an infrared sauna. And so where that was proven yeah. to improve your overall sort of health level if you did that a couple, two, three, four hours a week. I forget the actual numbers in the study. But yes. it was just a, a correlation between doing something like that, sauna, sweating, and just purging out the toxins of your system. Well, yeah, we get one too. Different- you Go can ahead. get one as a as a floor model if like if it's a it's a, you know a monetary issue for some people look for when they have sales on the floor models and you can get a, one at a very good price or just go to a local gym and there's probably some places that yep. have there and you can go a standard or yep. a community center and they have a spa mm-hmm. and they have a sauna and it costs you five bucks to get in or three or whatever yep. it is or you got a net so there's no reason or as you said yep. I could go for a jog and mm-hmm. the sweat and that didn't cost me any money yep so we don't want this to be a burden uh, for individuals so what do you think is next for you and your cause here in you know in moving forward and how we can improve the overall health I mean I know there's a real move right now, and I, again, I don't want to have haters about, okay, it's all about climate change and these items. Now, I don't deny that there isn't something going on in that area, but I think your mandate around pollutants and what we're doing in our system is way bigger of an issue than that right now. And uh, because if we're all unhealthy, it doesn't even really matter if there's an earth that's here or not. And I know that Europe is heading towards banning uh, some chemicals that are out there. Mm-hmm. So what do you think is next for you and for us as, as we advocate down this space of, of a healthier environment? Well, I, what I think is what's next, what I see coming, is that this is the beginning of the end of this chemical era. I really do see that the chemical companies get that the jig is up. I mean, there's over 40,000 people now suing uh, Bayer, which owns... Monsanto, right, which took over Monsanto, really out of Monsanto's desperation, I think, to have to unload the, the, the pending lawsuits that were coming their way. And so I think these chemical companies know that the jig is up and they are starting to invest in other things like biopesticides, you know, where they, they, they actually kill pests with using fungus and, you know, other types of bacteria that are already in the soil. Unfortunately, they're patenting them, right? They're, they're trademarking them and patenting them, which I don't agree with patenting life. 
Um, so we're going to have new challenges in our hands, right? The, the patenting of this life, the, the new genetically modified gene editing and gene drives, which uh, people are able to now do in their garages if they want. They're called biohackers. And so we're going to need to stay on our toes and be alert and be active on what's happening and, and be aware of what's going on and talk to your parliament members or your senators, your representatives or your policymakers, whatever they're called in your country, and let them know that you want, you know, organic food. You want non-toxic, GMO-free, pesticide-free food. You want access to an environment which is healthy and safe. And all of us, frankly, now need to be activists in order for this to um, for, for it to pan out in our favor. And we also need to vote for candidates that are not funded by big ag, big oil, and big pharma. And so I urge everyone listening to really look at, is your candidate funded by these major corporations? Because if they are, they're already bought. They're not your mm -hmm. candidate. And I urge you to support people who, who are only taking money from the people, who, and then they will then make decisions based on what's best for you. I know it's more true in the U.S. than it is in Canada as far as the big egg, where you have a few companies controlling entire industries. Ugh, Most terrible. of the family farms are just trying to get by. Uh, I know them. They're personal friends. They're trying to do uh, good by us. They would never try to create toxicity. But a lot of times it's these larger corporations that are driving policies, procedures, and you have to follow it if you want to actually still be in business. So I see that there's some changes that will come where that uh, noose will get off of some of the family farms, hopefully in the future. But that not uh, that being said, I appreciate that. What, how, if I'm going to try to get a hold of you or get your book, where would I be able to get that? Oh, sure. Yeah, you go to Amazon for our book or momsacrossamerica.org or also momsacrossamerica.com. Both lead to our website, and you can find out more about my book on that on our website, about our our, our action page, which we have a toxin-free town page. If you want to get Roundup out of your town, we'd urge you to get involved that way, and then also our health solution store, um, and we invite you to sign up for our newsletter to donate if you can support us. And to find out more, we have a new initiative called the Moms Across America Gold Standard as well. That is something that's happening just in the U.S., but it's a set of criteria for food that's not only good for our families, but it's good for the planet. And we would encourage food manufacturers from all across the world to adopt some of these um, standards and, and really begin to think about things like getting, you know, changing your, your packaging from plastic to something that's biodegradable or, or at least recycled um, and humanely raised, fair trade, organic, non-GMO, you know, all of those type of things. So look, look for that coming out more in the future. As you mentioned, what's happening in the future, that should be next uh, several months down the road, more and more companies coming on board with us with the Moms Across America Gold Standard. And, um, of course, you know, just continuing to pressure our government and other governments to revoke the license of glyphosate-based herbicides and to get GMOs out of our food supply. That's what we're going to keep doing. Cool. Now, give them the name of your book, the full name, all 12 pages of it, uh, and I'm joking with you, <laughs> so that they can remember when they go to Amazon to look for it. So go for it. Sure. It's called Unstoppable, Transforming Sickness and Struggle into Triumph, Empowerment, and a Celebration of Community. Great. Well, Zen, we've, we've uh, had a lot to talk about in a short period of time. Any final thoughts of encouragement for people to sort of take charge and responsibility of their health and wellness? 
Well, I would just urge you to continue to find out more and to really question the science. You know, make sure you're getting your, your facts from independent peer-reviewed science or websites which are not paid to, you know, promote a certain area. Uh, really, you know, the, the, special, the only special interest of a mom is the well-being of her family. So I urge you to really think about the science that's on our website, the, the independent peer-reviewed science that we have there, uh, to continue to find out more for yourself, to research, keep trying. And, of course, uh, my final word is to be unstoppable. Mm, absolutely. Well, thank you, Zen Honeycutt, for being on the show. Stay with us, but thank you for sharing your wisdom and your passion today. Thank you, Ken. Thank you, everybody. Well, Secrets of Success listeners, and of course, you've heard me talk about this before, that regardless of trying to take responsibility for communications and your mindset, you still have to take responsibility for your health and your wellness. And it doesn't matter how good your mindset is if the input into your body is toxic. So take responsibility, look into this, own this, look to the root cause, uh, look into online more around the concept of functional medicine and what it means. And that means just going, what created this condition that we're in? And then all these other inputs as far as food and toxicity and chemicals which are affecting us. Thank you as always for listening. If you like what we're doing, please share, pass it on, let other people know about it. You've been listening to the Secrets of Success podcast. I'm your host, Dr. Ken Keyes. Thanks for exploring the secrets of success with us. If you want to keep the momentum going, log on to crgleader.com. Scroll to the bottom and sign up for our inspirational emails. You can also take your success to the next level by following us on Facebook and Twitter and connecting with Ken on LinkedIn. We hope you have a great week and look forward to you joining us next time for the Secrets of Success podcast with Dr. Ken Keyes.